You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Man, first off, I had to let it play because I ain't heard it in over a year. Right. <laughs> I had to let it play. Wow. I ain't heard it in over a year. Uh, uh, That's uh, crazy. Uh. Well, I guess I got to remember how to do this. Um, welcome to Black Guy Therapy. If this is your first time listening to us, we are a therapeutic podcast. We are a podcast designed for men to just vent about things that they wouldn't talk about in their everyday lives with, I don't know, their spouses or any other people. <laughs> I think that's how we used to start, right? Yeah. Pretty close, yeah. I, I'm a, I'll, I'll get better. Repetition, 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 repetition. But hey, it's key. It's we're critical. Here. But anyway, welcome to Black Guy Therapy. It's been a it's been a it's been a year. You know what's crazy? It's actually been uh when I say a year, I think it literally I think our last episode was like in September like the end of September. No, a lot. The end it was in December. It was in December. Okay. So close enough to a year though. Close enough to a year, yeah. So let me let me we like to give out real facts on on this show, <laughs> so yeah, um, close enough, close enough to a year. It ain't been quite a year, but it's, it feels like it. Um, Joe, how are you doing? Today? It does, man. I'm fantastic, fantastic. Life is good. Still here, still breathing, still gardening, still loving life. Family's good, so brother got nothing to complain about. How about you, man? A lot has happened in almost a year. Um, more yes, kids, indeed. More jobs. Uh, I got a farm on top of that. In that time, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, it's different. The the yeah. I, I'll say it like this: COVID really um, put things in perspective. Maybe. <laughs> so okay. so me. And my spouse are doing things that we like. We just, this is something we always want to do. We're just going to do it. So, yeah. So she's doing her things. I'm doing my thing. Her thing. She's got her own, but she opened a business. And I I got a farm. So <laughs> two right. things that we like That's to love. do, right? That's love. Yes. Yeah. So, and what, Man. anything on your end? I mean, I know you've been a, it's been a minute. Man, you know, it's, it's, like you said, it, it's been a lot that's happened over the last 365. And, and even if we go back to just December, so much has happened. I mean, not just in the family, but just in the world around us. Uh, you know, in the family, you know, the business, Sam, has rebranded as no longer save a marriage now it's share a moment so it's not just about married couples it's more about people and can you intentionally create moments that are impactful for other people and for yourself and how do you do that how do you build together so we um actually oddly enough just this this weekend we had an, uh, one of the more recent events since you know COVID is i don't want to say it's gone but it's more manageable now for people uh so we had a uh celebrity karaoke night on Friday, this past Friday, and people came dressed up as a specific artist, and they performed that artist's songs as a part of, you know, karaoke night. So just a way to, again, intentionally create moments that are impactful. And you you don't think about impact from something like that, but when you can actually be around people just having an enjoyable time, and it's it's positive, uh, nobody's out there trying to do any you know, dirt to each other is just a legitimate good time. Uh, it's meaningful and it's impactful. And then after it's all said and done and people start reaching out to you after like, man, thank you so much for, for this. This was such a great time. I got to, you know, sit back, put my feet up, you know, throw my hair up and all. You, you know how it goes. People yeah. are having a good time. So that's that that was huge. Just being able to see people have a good time. And then uh, my wife, her brother came up. So So my little bro, he got to come up. Uh, same weekend so just perfect timing uh him and his friend got to come up and hang out with us too so it was uh 
you know, just, you know, just thinking about, you know, sharing moments. It, it was a great moment for all of us, specifically people in this family, this household, but for all of those who actually came out, participated, uh, it was a good time. Man. So that, that's just one of the things that's on the forefront of my mind. Yeah. It's, it's funny you, or not funny, I guess you did send me the invite. I was invited to that. Um, however, uh-huh. I wasn't even in this city. So I wasn't able to come to that, but I would have enjoyed that. I don't really sing, but, you know, I would have dressed up as, um, I, I guess, 50 Cent, old 50 Cent, where he had the, where he used to wear the bulletproof vest. I, I would have did something yeah. like that. <laughs> Buy me in the club, bottle full of books. Yep. That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. I struggled, man. I was, I was going to be Al Green. Then I, last minute, like the day of, decided I was going to go ahead with Andre 3000 because Three Stacks is my guy. So that's why I wanted to be in for the evening. I don't know. I'm an Al Green fan, man. When I was in college, I actually worked a Al Green concert where I was security for Al Green. I guarded his door. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Now, let me tell you, I never seen so many old white and I'm well, look, 19, 20 at the time. I'd never seen so many like old white women just ready to just throw their draws at this black man. And then <laughs> in, in that moment, I was like, you know, Al Green has literally solved racism. <laughs> yeah. In that yeah, one moment. He did. In that in that bubble. He sure did. Yes. Yeah. And and funny story about that. I was in um sophomore, junior year of high school. I think it was junior year. My computer science teacher loved her to death. Rest in peace, Dr. Garcia McDonald. She actually gave me Al Green's greatest hits C D in high school. And I went home, I played it, and I was like, I knew a couple of these, but I wasn't like a diehard fan. And got that CD, became a diehard fan. So a lot of connect, lot of connective tissue there with Al Green. So that's actually kind of interesting. See, I became a, an Al Green fan, not because I wanted to, but because I grew up with my grandparents mm-hmm. who on Saturday would clean the house and bump some type of music. So Al yeah. Green was one of them playlists. More specifically, Love and Happiness. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Everybody knows that one. But but yep. then then there's another one. For the good times. Yeah. That for the Lay good times. That for the yeah. good times bump. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So my sleeper Al Green song is Bell. If you ain't heard Al Green, Bell, go check it out. And that's anybody listening, go check it out. One of my favorite Al Green songs all times. Then it's Call Me. Call Me. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah, look, between Al Green, Lenny Williams, and Teddy Pendergrass. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that was was it. Yeah, that that was what I listened to on Saturday mornings. Um, you know, growing up with my grandparents. So it was, I have, I, I got an old soul or not by choice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. Trust me, man. My mom, she actually sang professionally. So everything music that was before her time is what got played on the radio, in the car, way to school, at the house, like you. We did cleaning on Saturdays too. Uh, which is odd because now we do cleaning on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, you know, again, full circle, all that connective tissue. Yeah, it's oof, just took me. I, I'm thinking of that song, uh, Lenny Williams or Harold Harold and the Blue Notes, and Lenny Williams. Uh, oh, I, oh, I miss you. I, I'm a terrible singer, but that miss you, miss you, miss you. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bro, bro was bro was singing on that thing hard. That's a good one. That's a good one. He was singing on that thing hard. I might have to find that. We might have to play. We might have to play that. Right. That was that right. Okay. Oh, I might have to we get done. Yeah, that was, might have to pull it up and check it out. That was a yep, good. That was one. a jam. Um, what was it, Harold? What was that group, Harold and the Harold Blue, Melvin? Yeah, Harold Melvin Harold and Melvin. the Blue Notes. That's who it was. Yep. I was like, I know. Um, it was somebody, but I could not think of who it was. Another yeah. name in there. 
Yeah, that's that's there it is. You know that mm-hmm. one. Bro, when he hit that OI. <laughs> yeah. Man, that, and that's a jam. Boy, take it back, don't it? L- listen to that. L- let it bump. <laughs> Boy, I told that OI. <laughs> What'd you do? Miss you, miss you, miss you. I miss you, baby. Yeah. They don't know nothing about that, though. They don't know nothing about it. Go ahead, turn it off, turn it off. Turn I'm going to turn off, it off because they don't know nothing about that. Don't give them no more. Don't give them no more. They got to go do the research. Right, because that's that right there, boy. And you know that song is eight minutes long. Man, see, that was the beauty of music back then. The songs would be mad long, and you wouldn't even realize how long they were while you were listening to them. Yep. Because you just get so caught up. Exactly. Eight minutes later. <laughs> right. Right. Eight minutes. Yeah. Bro, think about this, though. You've been missing somebody for eight minutes. You've been in that song thinking about one person. You've been missing for eight minutes. Sang a whole song, did back backgrounds, laid on extra vocals for eight minutes because right. you've been missing that person. Yeah. No, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, the good times for the good times. But that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. We haven't been on this in, in over a year, or I say over a year. I guess it's a little under a year. It feels like over a year. Um, a lot of things yeah. have happened. And, hell, even our streaming platform that has changed up. So I'm going to have to figure all this out again to get us back on the Apple because that that's where most people listen to us. Um, right. So, yeah, that, that makes me have some homework. But I say all that to to say we jump back on here like we, you know, we didn't even skip a beat, right? Even though it's been a while, That's happy. we ain't even skipped a beat. And the crazy thing about it is that I looked at our analytics, and people are still listening to our old episodes. <sighs> so many of them, yeah. <laughs> so many of them, yeah. They can listen for a little bit. Yeah, and and you know, I think. And I, and maybe that's where the rubber meets the road when you when you really look at it and it's like I haven't done this in a year. If I do this, is anybody gonna listen? Is it worth it? Okay, you look at the numbers and you're like, okay, well somebody's mm-hmm. listening. Yep, yep, and that's amazing yep. to me. It, so it, we appreciate all y'all folks out there who's still listening. Um, we gonna be back regularly, or at least we are gonna try to for a while. <laughs> Man, listen. the The space is necessary, and and what's what I will say is interesting is as time has progressed from day one, from when you and I was out there working out and you first presented this thought to me. From then to today, even the the social media platforms have shifted. Now, some of it's a little bit you know, dogmatic in my opinion, but there are way more outlets where men are finally coming out to speak up, speak about what's going on in their worlds from their perspective, what it is that they're dealing with, what it is that they're going through, what they have to consistently put up and fight with just to survive every day. And it wasn't like that. So I'm not going to sit here and take credit. I ain't going to do that. But I will say, it's very interesting that after we started doing this, so many people were inspired and motivated to come forward and start. And I hate the phrase, but I'm going to use it just for this purpose, speaking their truth. So many people have come out and started. So, again, won't take credit, but I love to see that happen. I mean, if you just want to call us pioneers, just call us pioneers. I mean, we're here. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to say it, but. I mean. I'm a pioneer. I, I won't. I'll, I'll take credit. I don't mind. I don't mind blowing myself up, even if it doesn't. Even if it's not warranted. Whatever. I love myself, and that's one. And that's one thing you'll learn about me. I love me. <laughs> Nobody can love me more than I love me. <laughs> now that's a fact. Yeah, and that's a good fact for everybody to learn. Nobody can love you more than you love yourself. So if you don't love yourself, you need to. You need to start loving yourself a little bit, because, um, yeah. Let's just be. Yeah, it's that life blood, man. Yeah, yeah. I wish more people, 
you know, just, you know, you could walk up to him and it reminds me of a movie. What's that movie? Uh, da, 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 Coach Carter. Coach Carter. You remember Coach Carter? Uh, and Coach Carter, when they, when they started winning ball games and then they went to practice and every time they shot the ball, he was like, ooh, that was a good shot. Ooh, look at you. Look at that pass. That was a great pass. And then there's like, your shoes untied. He ties the shoes. Like, damn, look at that knot. That's a great knot. Yeah. It's like, yes, that is me. I love myself when I do just the simplest things. So Yeah, man. You know, and I'm going to take it a little bit step further on that. One of the things that me and a really, really good friend of mine who was actually on BGT with us a few years ago, uh, one thing that he, a concept he introduced was always celebrating the victories in your life, even the smallest victories. So, you know, to your point, um, now it might not have been about a shoelace, but it was every time that you do something where you achieve something that maybe you set out to do, even if it was just, man, I hope that I finish planting, you know, all of these things in the garden or in the in the landscaping by Saturday. And you do it. That's celebration worthy. So, from the smallest to the greatest, being able to celebrate those things because it's an achievement and it connects directly to that loving yourself aspect. Uh, When you can look inward and be satisfied with the outcomes of your efforts, man, that's huge. So while it may sound kind of comical to people the way we say it, the reality is for real, for real, when when you can put forth the effort, look inside and say, man, I accomplished this. That's a big deal. It doesn't have to be something that you put out there on social media for the world to see, but in your mind, in your heart, you need to know that you were successful. And as a result of that success, what do I do? I need to celebrate this. How does that celebration go? What does it look like? So Exactly. Treat yourself nice, you know, go buy a new pair of some 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 cool socks or something like that. But do something. Exactly. Do something. Exactly. And you know, we one of our other um, co-hosts is is now in the room. Well, I say he's in the room. He's in the virtual room with us. Um, yeah. He's a little late. You know, black people always showing up stuff late. It's okay. Maybe he's going to say <laughs> we just early, but whatever. We're here. Um, he, he on doctor time. That's right. all. I was like, we got the good doctor. We got the good doctor. Yeah, fair apologies, my, my friends. Uh, get a little bit of a. A little bit of a stomach bug over here at the house, so uh, we was attending to some things with the everyone. So I'm here. I've been looking forward to this, so you know they want to miss it. I mean, daycare does that to everybody, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Truth. Truth. Well, uh, Dry, we are catching up. We were saying how you you missed. Um, what you missed is is how we still have these listeners, and uh, we also took it back to songs we used to listen to. Um, grow- or I guess we were talking about people we liked growing up, like Joel was talking about Al Green. We also went into some um, uh, what, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. <laughs> We've been all around <laughs> the world today. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all way back. Yeah, but but you know. We're back. We wanted this is our welcome back episode. How have you been in the past almost year since we've done this? Well, you know, I've been um, pretty good. I've probably had a, had another child since we've last been on here. I have got a new new job probably since then, and um, you know, life life is good, man. A lot of different changes, a lot of different uh, things going on, and, and um, I'm just just blessed. You know, as Todd was saying, I've kind of Got the catchphrase, just happy to be here, you know. Lost some loved ones, you know, gained some loved ones. So it's been a, you know, it's life, you know. One thing I heard the other day was, you know, the only people who don't have any problems are people at the graveyard. So I'm happy to use that that I have because it means I'm I'm still here and we're, you know, raising our children and, and um moving it through our careers to be be better people. So Man, I'm I'm happy, man. I'm happy to be with you guys. I always hear topics and things like, man, this would be a great topic for, you know, our podcast and for the listeners who like like to listen. And I feel like it's something that we can definitely do and, and grow from, and you know, give give to give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah, um, as long as we're here, we yeah. can do this. I mean, and 
Joel was talking about it earlier, like, you know, since he's, he said, you know, with the, with the evolving, the ever evolving social media, um, when, once we, or not once, when we started this podcast, however many years ago, two years almost, or two and a half years ago, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, it was, it was something that there was nobody in this space, um, and I say there was nobody in the space, there was nobody that we found in this space that was doing what, we, what we're doing now, and Joel said with the ever-evolving, ever-changing uh, social media, um, he has now seen more um, people, more males, more black males speak their truth. Now he's saying that he didn't, he wasn't sure, but maybe it was because of us. Hey, <laughs> I, I say, you know, I, I didn't start off the podcast, but I heard about it. I was like, man, you know, that's something that's definitely needed. And then when you listen to it, just, you know, like you say, it's a therapeutic podcast for men. And then now we have a lot of other men talking about their, their feelings and, you know, you know, mental health is a big thing now moving forward. And I feel like, you know, we should, we should have something to say in that, in that, that category right now. So, you know, kudos to you guys for starting it, but, you know, I think we're, we're bringing it along too. <laughs> and let me tell y'all this full disclosure. Gerard has been texting me like, Hey bro, bring the podcast. Is <laughs> <laughs> He's been, he's been on it. Like, I've been busy doing stuff, but he's been on it. He's been, he like, hey, you need to bring it back. So, you know, when stuff like that happens, it kind of lights a fire in the ass. And, and when it happens more than once, it probably means that you need to do it. So uh, I was like, okay, we, we got to get the band back together. Right. Right. Yeah. Now we're hey, down now Henry, now but hey. We're, I was about to say, we got to get Hendo. Yeah, we're yeah. we, we, we down Henry, but we we back. I, I, I text Henry. I call Henry. Don't, he don't answer. Don't love me no more. Don't text me no more. <laughs> I know he's busy. That man had all the jobs. All the jobs. All the jobs. Dude. Yeah. Resourceful. We loved it. Man, what? Yeah. Stay on it. Very resourceful. <clears throat> Tonight was one of them nights when it was like, you know, could have canceled, but I've been wanting to do this for so long that it's like I gotta make it, man. I'm gonna push through. We're gonna get you're gonna get get through this and get this first one done because it's the first step is to do something, you know what I mean? To make something good and consistency and actually just showing up. So I was late, but I knew I was gonna show up. But you know, so I want to talk to you guys. It feels good to to be back, man, for sure. Man. Yeah. Ain't no better therapy than 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 getting it off your chest. You know, that uh that black Superman concept, that's a real thing. Like, it's not often you get to be Clark Kent. We, we from sun up to sundown, cape on, fighting. You got kryptonite over here and over there. And to be able to have these moments where all of that's off the table, I could put my glasses back on, put my suit back on, just be, just be a regular Clark Kent. This is where it's at for me. Right. Just being able to speak and talk about it. I love that. <laughs> There was a message in that, y'all. Yeah, there it is. It was, was a message in that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <clears throat> I just wish I could speak. My allergies are going crazy, which is crazy because the weather's changing. And, you know, quickly too. Yeah, very quickly. Um, today was a beautiful day in the city. Mm -hmm. Man, it was a beautiful day today. You know, temperatures are dropping a little bit. Crisp mornings. <laughs> can't can't complain about that. At, at least all. it wasn't forty like it was where I was at a week ago. <laughs> I was like, oh God, I was up oh, out by your by your uh your land, Joe. I was up in Minnesota. Oh no, oh. that ain't me. I was that's the wifey. Yeah, that's the wifey. She from Minnesota, and I promise you, I'll never go back after September. Yeah, up in He's like, September. No. Uh -uh. Yeah. yeah, I use so September hit. I'm good. It's cool. It's cool because it's so cold. And Gerard, I don't know if you've ever been there, but like it's so cold, you can't be outside. So downtown Minneapolis, St. Paul, or Minneapolis, not St. Paul, um, they have a sky bridge that connects all the buildings together, so you don't have to mm -hmm. walk outside. Yep, it's crazy. It's true. 
It's true. I was just there this summer for about two weeks, and uh, yep, they showed me all of them. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's actually pretty dope. That blew and my it, mind. You know, it was a necessity if they put all that money in the infrastructure. Like, it's it got to be necessity. I've heard, but I've I've never been. And to be honest, I I didn't really want to go. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> after I heard, I'm like, you know, that ain't sound like that ain't for me. Right, right. Hey, I say this though, in the summertime, one of the most beautiful places you can be. Okay. Yeah. L- love it in the summer. Love it. But like I said, September hit. I'm straight. I'm going to say this. I didn't realize how many black people was in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have the highest Somalian pop- population outside of Somalia. And I knew that. I knew that. I. So it's funny you say that because as soon as I got off the plane, because, you know, Somalian people have that. They have a certain look, right? Like, you yeah, know, a, yeah. Yeah, you know a Somalian very, person. Very strong features. Absolutely. And I was yeah. like, damn, it's a lot of Somalians here. And like mm-hmm. everywhere I went, I was like, what is all these Somalian people doing up in Minneapolis? But that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes perfect sense now. Yep. So a lot of Somalian and a lot of Hmong. Hmong. Explain. Mung. Yeah. It's um, Asian descent. Uh, so like, uh, not not necessarily like, I'm trying to give you something uh, to, to put into context here without sounding absolutely ridiculous because I don't know exactly where it's located, but think like Filipino, Cambodian. Ah, okay. Um, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of um, like Vietnamese people. I did see a lot of like Vietnamese people there. So that would be yeah. that area. Yeah. South, was it South Central or South Central, South Pacific? I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Without sounding crazy, yeah, yeah, that's the the general vicinity. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very. It's I was surprised how diverse it was there. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is different. I I, I feel comfortable now. I don't know if you've been down. Well, Joe, you have. You was there this summer, um, but like it's it's different since the George, George Floyd stuff. Like. St- there's still a bunch of stuff that's closed. Um, it, the downtown area is just kind of dead. I, it's, I say it's kind of dead. I guess there are still spots where it's alive, but it just, it's just kind of different. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that too because I had never, and this was this was the interesting thing about this trip. This was just this summer we went, and we were there for about two and a half weeks and my wife was saying she's like you know i've never taken you around like like minneapolis or to saint paul to like actually experience the city so we actually went down there a couple of times so i don't have a point of comparison from before to that time um but when i went it was and maybe it was specifically the the places that were selected by the people that know what's still alive or what what's not you know really a a, a happening spot of town but it was where we was at it was uh it was definitely still going on yeah um, i was not there yeah <laughs> it was it was still going on it was really really cool spot that we went one of them too it was a little rooftop venue um real close to the uh the twins stadium i think i know what you're talking about um uh, yeah, we were over there because I went to the Twins game. They were playing my favorite team, the White Sox. It was a battle of the two terrible teams. Uh, <laughs> the Twins actually beat the White Sox, and they both ended the season with the same record of 76 and 79. So, <laughs> so yeah. But, yes, I, do, I think I do know what you're talking about because that spot is, like, not very far from the stadium. If you're on the roof, you can look inside the stadium. I think I saw something like that. Yeah. 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 So it was it, it was still, you know, it, it was still uh, fairly packed when we went. And then there was another couple other venues around the area where it was still packed. But it's – and I think, too, we are – I say spoiled, but that ain't the right word because sometimes it's extremely annoying. Uh, but we are slightly spoiled by all of the foot traffic in downtown Nashville. So I would imagine that most cities in comparison probably look a little dead because uh, here it's absolutely crazy. 
True. Any time of day or night. And it's just bodies on top of bodies everywhere. Insane. Yeah, it's, and, it's insane. I think that is the word for downtown Nashville these days. Mm-hmm. Insane. Mm-hmm. And you oh, lived man. in it forever. Yeah. Yeah. Man, just getting around and, you know, we moved to, y'all got to, you know, talk about new things. We moved into a new house, I'm saying, too. And we live a little bit further out now, but it's um, traffic. You know, just getting out of downtown is whew, yes, a bit rougher nowadays. So crazy, yeah, yeah. I work from home, so I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Then the nice life of working from home. I, mean, yeah. I get the I get a sprinkle of that every now and then, you know. But right, <laughs> yeah, I do my business uh, right here from this desk, and um, yeah, I, I love it. It's better than traveling the state like I used to. Literally, I'd be gone. You know, I may leave in the a.m. and may not come back to the a.m. the next day. So it's way better than doing that. Truth. Yeah. I think, like, the pandemic created things like that that you didn't realize how much time you put into, like, driving and how much you would benefit from working at home for people who have that, um, you know, possibility of doing those things. Not everyone can do that, but... If you can, you realize, like, man, if I just spend 30 minutes driving in and 30 minutes driving home, that's a whole hour back to my day that mm-hmm. I'm productive and do other things. And yeah. I'm going to lose that, you know? If you <laughs> have those positions, it's, it's a great thing. It it's crazy. I, I work with a girl who she, she would drive, she would leave her house at 6 in the morning, drive an hour to work, get off at 6 at night, drive an hour home literally come home go to sleep and then do it all over she did that for years that's crazy so i don't know not my yeah, style. Think very much about it you know it's kind of like that crab that gets put you know in the pot you don't know if the temperature's rising just because it's mm-hmm. getting hotter until it's too too late but <laughs> slow cooking slow cooking it's just slow cooking every day <laughs> Yeah. So true. And, and what's funny, too, is that employers were very surprised. I know, especially my my uh, organization, we went virtual like immediately when the pandemic hit. We were virtual and it stayed that way. And then they started recently letting folks come back in. But you had to go through like submit an application, a little form online. If you wanted to come in the office, you had to go through all the stuff. Now it's hey, you can come in the office if you want, but you don't have to. Now, some teams, they may, yeah, you got to come in two, three days a week. But for the most part, it's still come and go as you please. And they found out people were more productive. And, and Gerard, kind of what you were saying, not only do you get to save that 30 minutes, 30 minutes on the front and the back end of your day from driving or that hour time, like you said, but just think about if you want to go and get some lunch. Just right. think about if you you know you want to run to the restroom or you want to watch a little TV or something. You can take so many breaks throughout the day, and what happens is you find yourself working way longer when you work from home because it's right there in front. It's super accessible, so you wind up checking emails at six, seven, eight o'clock, and it's not even a big thing to you because you don't feel out of your comfort zone. It's like, man, I'm just sitting there in the bed. Let me just look and see what's going on. I'll I'll reply to this email real quick. You you know what I mean? So it was like, it created a scenario where people were just as, if not more productive working from home. So then it completely became an overhaul for a lot of organizations where it's like, hey, if we can get rid of these buildings, stop paying these leases or these, you know, whatever it is, and we can still get the same or better productivity, Man, let's get rid of this building. Send everybody home. So, it, it COVID absolutely created a new outlook on a lot of things, and in the corporate space, that's one of them. Yep, man, it is. It is so right. Just all the different applications that they had from that to just you know sometimes getting up and have to get dressed. So that's be another thirty minutes sometimes right there, and yep. you know yeah. just makes things so much more uh, beneficial. And then you know if you're at work, you know as long as you're at work, you feel like you're doing your job. So you may have the chatty Cathy's there that, you know, talk to you and come by your desk and they talk for 30 minutes to an hour and, and somebody mm-hmm. else talk. You have meetings that are, you know, you have to go in, sit in the meeting and wait for it to get started versus just pulling it up. It's like yep. so, many, so many time variables that 
get added on when you're at home. And like you said, you, you work more because you're like, man, I don't want this to, to stop. So I want to make mm-hmm. sure job and, you know, mm-hmm. more productivity. I ain't going to front. The company I work for, and I ain't giving them no free pub. I ain't going to say their name, but they're a Fortune, what, Fortune 50 company. Um, Their position is we don't care where you work from. You can either work from our building or you can work from your house. Just get the job done. <laughs> that's their position and that was what they told me when I interviewed with them like that was it's like they said where do you want to work and I was like at my house <laughs> and they're like perfect yep. we can do that we'll send we'll get you set up matter of fact what's crazy they um they bought me my computer chair that I'm sitting in right now um yes sir I also got um some pens and i also got i got something else too i can't think oh this desk that i'm sitting at's a standing desk so like i got i, I got all sit this stand stuff. joints yeah yeah those. so so can i do this real quick i, I want to give a, a little bit of knowledge to anybody out there who's just now entering the workforce or somebody who's been in position for years and years and is just looking for a shift you know they talk about the great resignation um it's really not people are resigning and not working anymore they're leaving their career field of choice and going and you know exploring something different that's really what's going on in most of these scenarios but there were a lot of things that were always taboo that were told to us um in terms of when you go in for an interview what you can and what you can ask here's some suggestions number one absolutely absolutely ask about PTO, pay time off, absolutely ask about vacation, whatever it is, because companies offer different packages. So if you don't ask, you have no idea what you're in for. Some it's unlimited PTO, some it's like 10 days, 20 days, some it's you got to accrue it every paycheck. This is part of what they call your TTC, your total targeted compensation is more than just your take home salary. It's all of the benefits that are associated. So it's okay to ask. It's also okay to ask about salary and to actually negotiate it. It's also okay to ask about, hey, can I work from home? Can I work if I have a vacation? Can I still go and still work when I have time for these very specific things? We were always told, at least I was, let me speak for me. I was always told, don't ever ask any questions about salary, vacation, any of those things that might be off-putting to a potential hiring uh, employer because most people, when they're looking for employment, it's because they need the employment as opposed to I want to find the best potential opportunity. So anytime you're going into those interviews, make sure that those are some of the things that immediately come out of your mouth when they ask if you have questions. You have to know those things because that can be the determining factor between a great situation and a decent situation. And I suggest anybody find the best situation for you. You find that by asking questions. So sorry, a little sidebar, but I was having a conversation with an intern and I was, you know, it was actually a group of interns, probably like 60, 70 of them. And I was telling them, hey, when you start interviewing, don't listen to people when they tell you don't ask these questions. Ask these questions on the front end because you are the hottest commodity right now. They're looking to fill these roles with new, creative, innovative people. That's you. So do that. So let me sorry for a little sidebar. I'm going to expand on that because I too, well, I don't anymore, but I used to in a previous role, talk to a lot of interns. I'm about to, I'm about to put y'all up on some game. If you out there listening, what I'm about to tell you, you better, you better write this down because I promise you it could help get you 20 to 30% more on your uh, check. If you're looking for a new job, y'all ready for this job? Gerard, y'all, y'all, y'all might want to take note of this too. Cause your next opportunity, y'all, y'all may want to write this down. Y'all ready? Please tell me you're ready. Sure. All right, here we go. <clears throat> when they start talking about what are your salary requirements, mm-hmm. don't sell yourself short. Because mm-hmm. understand that HR has a budget for the position that you're in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's a big range for that for that job, like, for example, a job I know I know a job that's available at um, a company that I worked at. The bottom of the range is eighty, so that's where you would start. The top of the range is one hundred and thirty. 
Now, HR comes in and they say, hey, what are your salary requirements? And you say, 85. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we most certainly can do that. Now, you just Easy. left Done. all this money on the table and you didn't even yep. know it, right? Yep. Here's. So let me tell you how to how to get that money that you left on the table or at least talk about it prior to you accepting the job. When they say, hey, what are your salary requirements? This is exactly what you need to say. You say, you know, I have an idea of what I think I should make um, uh, in, a, in a role like this. However, can you tell me what is the budget that you have for a position like this? Mm-hmm. Now, when you say that, they're going to have to tell you the range of the job. So they'll be like, yeah, you know, a budget, you know, the budget that we have for this position is, uh, it, it, you know, it can go up to 115. So now based you know on. that. Yeah, based yep. on, you know, experience, whatever, whatever. Yes. Uh-huh. So, but so now you know, okay, so it's between 80 and 115. So now you can be like, when they say, well, what are your salary requirements? After y'all have that conversation, you can say 103. And booyah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Just remember yes. that. Just remember that sentence. I, I yes. know what my salary requirements are, but what is the range for this position? Love that. And and again, I, I'm a double down too. What's funny about what you're saying, and man, that's fantastic advice. Yes, you always want to flip it back. Here's the reality: every role has what they call a band, a salary band, yep. and you're either going to come in at the low, the mid, or the high. That is. And this is for people who are actually in a role. This is something that I learned um, a few years ago. You can go ask because what happens is people who come into an organization brand new are always going to get more than somebody who's promoted from the inside. That's the first thing, which is crazy. Um, But the second piece of that is you always have the right to talk to your HRBPs, your, your human resource business partners and say, Hey, Based on the salary band for my position, my title, where do I stand? Am I in, in the, the low, medium, or high range in this band? This can help you to understand when it comes time for, let's say, a raise or that conversation. If I'm at the low, there's a ton of space to work with. But if I'm at the high, there's not going to be a whole lot of salary left for them to give you. So it's going to require a title change for you to get that additional um, salary increase. Uh, and the reason that connects directly to what Todd's talking about, the same thing is true. Every role has a salary band. So by asking questions like, well, what's the allocated budget for this role? Number one, it's 100% okay to ask. Number two, if they're not willing to share that information, and to Todd's point, they should. But if they don't, you need to be very, very leery of that organization because they're withholding information solely because they don't want to pay you more now if you're okay with that you know hey my hands are up you go ahead and do your thing but if you're not okay with that that's something you keep in your back pocket to know um, because most times when people are actually looking for new employment there's multiple organizations that they're looking at it's, it's very rare that they just go after one and that one is the one that comes through it's usually two three four and you basically you have to select one out of that group uh, so Use that as a negotiation tool with the other organizations too. If they give you that range and another organization asks you, what's your requirement? Well, and and let me say this too, do your homework. Actually go on like Glassdoor or salary.com and just look at the range for the title that you're looking at. Get an idea for your state, for for your city even, uh, and then get the US. Get all of this information so you have a good idea of what the range can potentially be and then what it should be based off of where you're located. And then you take what they tell you. And then if another organization, yeah, I really want to be here. I really love everything about this organization. The only challenge is I was given this other offer from this organization and it's just a little bit more. Here's what they're offering. And the only reason why it's a challenge, you can say whatever you want to say at that point, but just being able to leverage the information that's available to you to get the most. So yes, you better ask the question Todd just asked. Is there an allocated budget for this role? And then even when you're filling out an application and it gives you a salary requirement, put negotiable. 
You never want to lock yourself into a dollar amount because if you give it too low, you're going to leave money on the table. So just say it's negotiable. And then based on your research, the homework that you've done, let's say it's a senior manager leveled role. You already know, okay, based on my homework that I've done in the tech space, as an example, senior managers in Tennessee make 120 to 160. All right. In the U.S., they make 105 to 130. All right. So what's right in the middle of that? All right. Like come and say like 115, 120. Let's see. And, and just using that information to do your whole, that information to do your negotiations. So great call there, Todd. Yeah. I'm with you I'm, on that. And I'm going to expand. We run out of time. This is a whole another conversation. Um, but um, if they can't meet you, if it's, let's say it's somewhere you really want to be. And I'm going to say this real quick. If it's somewhere you really want to be, and you know that at that place they're going to be able to, you know, you're going to be able to expand into different roles or whatever. It's something that you need to be in. And they're like, look, we can't meet that your specific salary requirement, right? Um, there's still money on the table, even though they've said no there. Obviously, you can't ask them for no more money after that. But what you can do is say, hey, look, I understand that you can't give me any more in my salary, um, however, you know, I really would like to be here and, you know, I want, I want this to work out. Is it possible, um, that you could give me the additional, um, or the difference sign or whatever on and, and the sign on bonus? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes. That I preach that too. When I'm talking to people, it's, Hey, let's say I, I know that the range on this salary is 120 to 140 and they come to the table. They offer me 110. But I already know the range. I said, well, how about we do this? What about I would be okay with 120 if I can get $5,000 signing bonus or a $10,000 signing bonus. Just, you know, kind of however you want to play it. And that can kind of make up the difference. Because generally, people are trying to level up. They're not trying to stay leveled. So when you're going up, you're already going to make more money. And then you have to understand, too, there's a salary band. So that means now I'm jumping into a different salary band, which means that the range there for for uh, uh, pay increases is also larger. So you don't always have to get it right there on the front end, but if you can get some of that money off top in the sign-on bonus, that's, man, another great call out. I was going to mention that. So well done, sir. Yeah, I mean, I just, I got one of those recently. And yeah. It was amazing because, <laughs> I, I, and I, I'll, we'll talk about it off air. <laughs> Everybody don't need to know my business. Right. But anyway. Right, right. We run out of time. So um, this was a great just get back together episode. Um, I'm going to have to do some homework on how to put this back on to Apple podcast, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, is there anything that anybody would like to say before we uh, disappear until the, until the next episode? <laughs> Drive, you got anything, bro? Man, I just wanted to say, man, love you guys. Um, just so happy to be back on here getting to share ideas and um, share, you know, different talents that we have with, with everyone. And, you know, I feel like the the, the mental health space is definitely one that, that needs a voice and we can be that voice to, to feel that and um, help a lot of people out. And then also help ourselves get some things off our chest and, you know, talk to like-minded the people about it and um you know really 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 take advantage of this of this podcast and um and how we're rolling with this most so, definitely yeah, um love that. i'll go i'll let i'll let joel finish this out but um we're gonna try to get back on here regularly and do this regularly weekly like we did before um the next episode is going to be more structured. We're going to have some topics. We're going to talk about some things. Um, so uh, Gerard's going to have <clears throat> a, a mental health corner. He's going to do his his thing. He's going to use that that big doctor brain that he has and mm. to, to bring to bring us what we need to hear. Um, Joel is going to bring us some some hot topics because he's good at that. And I'm just going to be here and I'm just going to be soaking it all in. So. Um, and and filling in when need be, right? Um, but yeah, we're gonna be back. Hopefully, we're gonna be back next week. Um, we may even be back later this week. Who knows? 
Um, so yeah, just everybody continue to listen. We thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you. <laughs> yeah, love that. Uh, and well, I guess I guess I'll close this out. Um, I still remember, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show, but just just the conversation we had, Todd, uh, initially, and it wasn't even a podcast. It was, you know, men getting together face-to-face to talk through things. And um, I feel like this was just a better idea simply because it could reach more people. And I'm, I'm very, very happy to see just how many people in real life are actually out there. Even if they're talking crazy, just the fact that there's just a space, there's a space for men to talk. We, we are far too often overlooked. Um, there's an expectation on us uh, that, you know, we can handle everything. And, and I'll say this and then I'll be quiet. One of the things my wife and I just talked about is my wife would ask me stuff like, hey, you know, you want me to fix your plate real quick? I'm like, no, I got it. I can do that. You ain't got to do that for me. I, I can do it myself. And for me, it was, I was trying not to make her go out of the way to do something that I could do. But I stopped and thought, and I was like, well, what if that would make her happy to be able to do that? And I'm stealing that from her by trying to do it myself. So I had to check myself and I had to start saying, yeah, you can do that. Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, and, and the reason I bring that up again, we talk about mental health. We talk about men and the desire that we have to be appreciated and respected for all of our contributions. Uh, and for me, in some areas, it takes me kind of softening up my stance and allowing some things to happen. So again, I'm I'm just like y'all. I'm super grateful for this platform and and this uh, this outlet to get some of the stuff off of my chest. So I ain't got to carry it. So I can take that cape off a little bit more frequently, even when I'm not able to do it here amongst my gents. Uh, so I just again, just as a suggestion, uh, sometimes pay attention to the things that you're doing that could be potentially hindering you from experiencing life the way that you should be experiencing it. So. That being said, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be able to have these conversations. I hope it's impactful to people listening. Outside of that, I'm done. I'm quiet. And there it is. Well, as I used to say, the word of God for the people of God. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> as as uh, I used to say, you've heard the, the church announcements. Um, order mm-hmm. yourselves accordingly to those. And... Um, Ain't nothing else. We out. Peace. Peace. Hold you guys. (laughs)